on to your tricks, Joker. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> and scuff or cut their circulation off. <laughs> if they do not see the joke, pull the ropes and let them choke. <laughs> it's like being caught in a barrel of snakes. Oh, well, now I must say this is an expected pleasure. <laughs> you may have won the first round, Joker, but we don't give up. We're not supposed to be, but we are. And you know why? No. We're a, bunch of, we're a couple of jokers is what we are. <laughs> Singer, okay. I can't even go down this road anymore. That's dumb. <laughs> is it? <laughs> That's straight up no, dumb. No, it's not. It's awesome. Oh. Speaking of awesome and jokers and the Batcave, did you see the reveal at Comic-Con of that hot toy that they put out that has the Joker in Batman's suit? I did. And that now was crazy a looking. Buzz that they're saying like that's a secret that's going to be in the movie. Like at some point, he's going to be in the bat outfit. Like in wait, which movie? Like the in Suicide Squad. Oh, in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that he's going to wear one. Yes. Well, apparently. Um, well, that hot toy is from the line of Suicide Squad hot toys. Oh. And to to further that. They even have made a pop figure of him in the bat. See, I want the pop vinyl. I, I need it for my It was desk. like an adorable, tiny, yeah. weird Joker pop vinyl Batman. I bat. mean, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm excited about Suicide Squad. This episode is going to be released on Suicide Squad Day, um, the yeah. national holiday known yeah. to many as Everybody's SS, off work. SS Day. All the government's shut down. But Everything's right. in that movie, I read, you know, no spoilers because I don't really know any, but in that... Yeah. <laughs> we're not, it's not like we were on the production team or anything. They, did, they no. weren't like, you know who we need to call to find out how to make this movie? These guys. High five. Those weird losers. <laughs> High five the podcast. Did you hear their information about Batman v Superman? <laughs> they loved it. These did are you the, listen to the episode? <laughs> these are the guys that we need to go yeah. to. But um, they're like playing the Joker as like a gang lord. As yeah. opposed to like a scrappy sort of vigilante criminal, like in a lot of the other versions, he's a legitimate like crime boss. He looks like a, he's got that purple Lamborghini. He, looks like a pimp. he does in a couple of you scenes. You know what I mean? Like he's but got I think like that's the, just Jared Leto he's got, always looks. Just because he's a pimp. Yeah, he is except for pimp. Dallas Buyers Club did not yeah. look. Wait, <laughs> well, no, he might have been a pimp. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I take it back. Did you get Gimp and Pimp mixed up? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He was in Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, exactly. He's the guy He's in the, the black guy suit. The, yeah. You never see him. Nope. Zed's dead, It's bro. totally him. Zed's dead. <laughs> Zed is oh. dead. But yes, we're here to talk about the Joker. The one and only. Because we got into a hefty conversation about it, and we we're like, why aren't we recording this? Exactly. And so we were like, you know what? We can. Let's yeah. just... Let's just mosey out to the writer's room. Yep. And uh, which is now located in the Batcave. Right. As I said earlier. Mentioned. Um, and uh, so let's do that. Moody and stuff. stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxing stuff. Evil stuff. Pimping little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. Talk about it. So, oh man, we're 
talking about one of the most iconic characters. That's what this whole episode's going to be about. This isn't right. about the Suicide Squad. Folks. No, no. This one is about specifically a character in the Suicide Squad. And specifically, more so than that, the Joker. Okay, now clear up for me. Yeah. I, I am not 100% familiar with Suicide Squad from the comics, and I know this isn't a true adaptation, no. but... Is the Joker a part no. of the Suicide Squad? Okay. I'll go ahead and stop you right there. He has never been a part of the Suicide Squad. Okay. And they, they've they been promoting Jared Leto's performance so hard yes. that it almost feels like he's not just in the movie, but he's in the, the, the titular squad. Right. And so I not. wanted to clear that up because it, the many of the scenes he's in do not look like he's with no. them. And actually, I can clear that up a little bit further because I've, I've, being the ridiculous Batman nerd that I yeah. am, I know um, less about DC than I know about Marvel. And see, DC is kind of my, not necessarily yeah. my forte, but I know a lot about it because of my love for Batman. It right. led into try, trying, you know. It's, it's a like, gateway it's the, comic. He is the gateway comic, yeah. exactly. Like, he's the weed of comic like, books. First, like, he's going to introduce you to his harder friend. First it's Batman, yeah. and then you get some Harley Quinn, and then you're sucking <laughs> yeah. dick in an alleyway for heroin. You and know what I mean? That's, that's the just DC way. Yeah, that's on their seal. That is. That was in. That was a deleted scene from Batman v Superman. That went dark. Like they had the Martha. Whole time. Martha. <laughs> right. Zip. Exactly. Exactly. You want a dime bag? So. That's, that's, that's how it was. So basically, uh, kind of the breakdown is in this iteration, the Joker is kind of uh, the moving force of a lot of what's going on in Suicide Squad. So he, he's not, I mean, he's obviously not the villain because he's not cast he's as the, not villain. the villain. I forget who's cast as it. I think the villain, from what I've seen, I think they're setting it up to be Enchantress. Okay. I oh. think she's going to be... she's not on the squad? Well, see, that's kind of uh, the thing. I think they're putting the squad together to stop Enchantress. Hmm... That's okay. my theory, and I'm and I'm because to well, it. she was sitting in one of them jail cells in one of the. <laughs> I went super weird southern there, but she's not. She's not. Nope. Rewatch the trailer. Okay. She is never in a jail cell. I thought she was in one nope. of them. Nope. And the one scene that they do talk about her, like when they bring her up, first off, she's never in any of the stuff with any of the other squad members. So when you see them, in like there's one scene where they're sitting in a bar and they're all having drinks, she's not there. There's another scene where they're walking down the street and Harley Quinn breaks the window. Yeah, instead of hers. I remember that scene. Everybody's there except for Enchantress. And uh, even in some, I guess, some of the group scenes when they're walking in whatever burned-out factory that they're in or right. the office building. Right, no Enchantress. Enchantress, I think the deal is, I think she is going to, because the Enchantress character background is she was an archaeologist who discovered the tomb of this kind of... Uh, demonic spirit and it possesses her and so she's actually half this enchantress sometimes but she can also revert back to her normal non-mystical ways so, so is she's it like... possessed by a demon basically oh fun so she's not, she's not a superhero so much as she's damned to hell yes exactly amazing exactly well that's the dc yeah, way that's you know what the I mean? DC. there it's yeah it's, it's damned comics yeah i <laughs> think that's what, it's, that's what it stands for, for. But um, so okay. I think so. My theory is that she's the bad guy, and they're gonna put the squad together because she's going to get possessed. She's going to become this kind of like malevolent entity, and the squad is gonna be the only ones that can stop her because she's demonic and right. 
And, and one of them is an alligator. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, exactly. Yeah. And one of them is Diablo. He can shoot fire. Right. He can right. manifest fire. And one of them is angry Jai Courtney for no reason. That's right. Australian Jai <laughs> yeah. Courtney. This is even worse. Uh, it looks like, and I'll give it to him. I've, I've, uh, I've talked shit about him on the show before, but I'm, it looks like he might pull it off in this movie. I'll tell you what. Like his I, craziness might work for him. I have not liked Jai Courtney in anything. No, nothing. In anything that I've seen him in, especially that awful Die Hard movie oh. where he played... Oh, uh, yeah. Ben, where he played... Ben the, Willis' son? Yeah. yeah Bruce that Willis was him, son. right? That was Jack Courtney? Yep, it was. Okay, uh, yeah. Live Free or Die Hard or whatever yeah. the fifth one was no, called. fuck that. Uh, die Hard Russia yeah. style. Too many Die Hards. Don't Die <laughs> so Hard anymore. Stop die Dying hearts. Hard. <laughs> dying, um, comma, hard. Yeah, just please die. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> that's the last one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's, he's also in that terrible I Frankenstein movie. Oh, I didn't even see With that. Aaron Eckert? Nope. Don't pass. I did. Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. That came across my, uh, my I stream it all. And, uh, yeah. I was and like, immediately, I was like, nope. no stream it all. I swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Thumb down. <laughs> you know, I, if, if, if I stream it all were tender, it was, we were not having a <laughs> We date. were not going out. <laughs> this was not ending in a hotel with money or pleasure. No, exactly. Yeah, so pass, definitely pass. He's in that, though. Um, he's in that Divergent series, which is just a train wreck. Oh, They're no, talking about releasing too. the last one, like, straight to video. I saw that on the, on the, com- they had the Comic-Con thing where they interviewed Shailene <laughs> Woodley about that. Yeah. And she was like, I have no idea. I was on a plane, and everything was going for a fourth movie, and I get off the plane, and everybody's like, so, I hear you're going to be doing a TV show now. <laughs> right. And she's like, what, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Shailene Woodley's fine, but those movies are a train wreck. They're a garbage fire. Well, let's be honest, though. I mean, as soon as I saw a trailer for that movie, it's coming out at the same time as The Maze Runner. Oh, awful. Maze Which Runner? Good. No, not, uh, not bad. Scorch Trials, not as good. But the first one? Pretty good. It's got hey. styles from Teen Wolf. Oh, very, very, uh, very pleasurable experience. <laughs> was it? He's got that redhead That's, kid who I can never remember his name, but he's gonna sexual. be he's gonna be in it. It's very pleasurable. Yes. No, that kid's not gonna be in it anymore. Well, no, no, yeah, that's a Will um, Poulter. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. He was in uh, Meet the Millers or whatever. Yeah. We are the Millers. And he was also in um, the movie I saw him first in was Son of Rambo. Oh, that I, Australian, I seen that like indie film, mm-hmm. it is amazing. Okay, I haven't so seen it. good. It was one of my favorite movies that year, and nice. he's in that, and okay. he's great. We'll in have it. to check that out then. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure. Now you know it is going to be that that guy from uh, the guy the, from the Hollywood Family. No, 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 no. It's going to be. Uh, well, yes, he has the yeah. same last name as everyone. But, he, in but I don't. Oh no, he is related. He's so. he's a he's a younger brother. Yeah. What, what the fuck? What's <laughs> his name? I it's, can't remember it's the fucking it's the it's he's the bad guy dude from True Blood. Yeah, well, he's a dude from True Blood. He was also the bad guy in uh, Girl with the Dragon. He's also in the Avengers. Yeah, the, the dad is in the Avengers. Fuck, Skarsgård. 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 Wait, it took us way too long. This to one remember is that. Bill Skarsgård. That's yeah. his name, and he's gonna be Pennywise. Have you seen the yeah. picture, by the way? It looks pretty good. So speaking of clowns. The Joker. <laughs> the Joker. Wow. We went we off. We went we way went, sideways. Way deep, but then I brought it back. Right. I but Okay. So Joker's playing like a crime lord in this. He's pulling the strings. He's sort of like kingpinning it around yes. for the Spider-Men that are the Suicide Squad. Correct. Okay, okay. Awesome. I think that'll be fun. I think his performance looks great, um, but honestly, the genesis of this conversation is I just want to talk to you about the Joker as a character and 
if there's a way, because you know everyone talks about Heath Ledger's performance, sure. but the reality is, is there's been a million great Joker. Spoiler alert: Heath Ledger Joker, not my favorite Joker. Wow. See, and I want to get to that. I want to see which one's your favorite uh, portrayal because I have mine. Um, but I want to talk about the portrayals. I want to get your thoughts on just the character in general. Now you're yeah. our DC guy, so yeah. start start us off. Like, okay. tell us about the Joker. Why is he great? And then let I mean, okay. what is it? about him for you it that... depends <clears throat> all right so let's get real let's get really real all right so it really depends on <clears throat> uh what angle you want to look at it so first off the joker is a great character he's mm-hmm. one of those characters um i especially like now some of his iterations they've tried to shoehorn in like backgrounds of the character right. like where he came from and all that um i like him more as kind of the enigma not edward enigma but an enigma right so um, you're you Okay, well, I'll pause you there. Where you okay. think? Where you stand on like Killing Joke then? Because Killing Joke gave background. <sighs> Killing Joke, I love. Yeah, it's fantastic. But I love. It, it it wasn't the background on the Joker that sold it for me. Mm-hmm. I love how I feel like that Joker is one of the most psychotic forms of the Joker. Oh, most definitely. And maliciously evil. I mean, when he ultimately maims and paralyzes barbara gordon as nothing more than just a pawn to drive her dad crazy exactly um which i hear they expand her story out in the animated version they do and i know why do you want to talk about it uh i mean i don't know too much about it but i hear spoiler alert it for you yeah well we can spoiler alert it for everybody it's still like a romantic relationship between her and batman or something like that. yes i okay so the fandom went like oh god we can't have that I'm not one of those people. Really? I actually don't mind that. I, I, fine. Like, whatever. Right. Uh, it doesn't ruin the character. Barbara Gordon, Oracle, or Batgirl has never really been a huge character for me. Right. I think her best arc was in The Killing Joke. I feel I, like that. That and Oracle. I think some of the Oracle stuff. Like, that leading to the right. creation of the Oracle was, was a big deal. But, I mean, even, even when she is Oracle, she's just a... a uh, ancillary character yeah. to me. You know That's what I mean? True. Like, she never held a lot of weight for me. Her arc for me was the killing joke. Right. Um, and it's really what brought her character kind of to the forefront, I think, in my mind. So, for them to to add, to kind of tack that on, it's not canon at all. Right. Um, she, normally, actually, she has kind of like a father relationship with Batman, so it's kind of weird. And she's also supposed to be like the same age as Robin. Right. So, it's, it is very odd but I, I saw the scene i'll put it that way i've right. seen the scene and i don't know it didn't feel weird like they didn't, didn't go she she seems older in this version okay. like they don't you know they're not like hey by the way before we consensually have sex you are 27 <laughs> you years old your driver's hey your driver's license photo is nice this right. year but it's not like she's played as like a fucking lollipop sucking kid either. You know what right. I mean? Like it, they don't make it creepy, right? Creepy, like Harley Quinn, right? I would honestly, yes, exactly. I would say that hit Batman having sex with Harley Quinn would probably feel weirder than they than they made this scene feel. Right. Um, I think fanboys are getting weird because they all got chubbies for Batgirl and they don't want to be like <laughs> Batman tainted her, <laughs> you know. But. Um, for me, it's but whatever the whatever. fuck ever. Like, I, I'm matter. excited to see that movie. I mean, again, we can. This goes into the Mark Hamill Joker, you know, who's definitely in this list. Yeah. So when we're talking about like best Jokers or favorite Jokers, are we you, listing them? No, I don't want to. Okay. I mean, we can talk about them. Yeah, I don't think we're going to rank them. I just want to know your favorite eventually, but we'll uh, get to that okay. later. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, we, 
going back all the way to Caesar Milan. Yep. We've got you know Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. We've got Heath Ledger. Okay. So first, let me profess my love for Batman sixty six. Okay. I think sixty six Batman. That's the tattoo that I have. Yeah. Is the Batman sixty six logo. Um, the comic books. Let's go back to the early like Detective Comics Batman. Like in the forties. Yes. Detective Comics Batman was very. Um, he was your classic superhero. There right. was no darkness to Batman whatsoever. It was very lighthearted, very Superman-esque. Um, you really, I would honestly say, and, and posit even that, your dark Batman didn't happen until Frank Miller Batman. Really? Like, it was a really long time before Batman became, like, the Dark Knight. You know what I mean? He was, <laughs> oh, wow. He was, oh, that, sounded, like that? that sounded awesome. <laughs> so, um... Up leading up to that, Batman was this real lighthearted character. Now, the introduction of the Joker um, was, it was also, like episode. I mean, volume one, right? Issue but the one. character was very comical. It was not this psychotic version of the Joker. He was crazy and silly, but yeah. just as any other villain would be. Um, the crazy part about the the Joker is when Batman went dark. Joker went dark with him. So leading up to that, Joker was light. Caesar in the 66 Batman was the, I mean, the perfect antithesis of, um, of the, the Bruce Wayne that they had on that show. Right. Well, I mean, the Adam West silly. I mean, they're, they're going, right. But that was the point. It was also sixties. Okay. So what they did is they took the show, they took Batman and they realized what it was, a kid's comic book. But they made it as a kids' show for adults. Right. So the the humor that is still and I implore everyone out there go rewatch <laughs> buy sixty six Batman. It's on DVD. It's on Blu Ray. It's great. It's awesome. It's one of my favorites. I can watch it with my kids. They love it. I love it. Um, but sixty six Batman's great. Now we'll talk about Caesar. <laughs> since that's Caesar, leading into it Caesar is one of my favorites mainly because he refused to shave the mustache yes. now and you, just paint it over right, his face now, now you know the deal with that right because yeah. he was a well known heartthrob actor yeah. so he was a very well respected actor whose signature style he had this mustache and I remember watching it as a kid as I was watching it I was like does he have a growth was, on yeah. his face? I was like, why did they just paint his mustache? I thought that was so <laughs> odd. That was such a weird, so weird. That was such a weird choice. It's so obvious. They didn't even try and hide it at all. No, it's not like they There's put like, like a latex <laughs> prosthetic like over it. No, they were they just like. They may as well have written a sign that says, don't look here. Right, yeah. It was so odd. But he managed to um, imbue his Joker with this kind of like I, I hesitate to say manic it was almost just uh, a bit off so his joker yeah. was uh the first joker that i think and it, really i mean it was the first live action joker ever but it, it was the first time that you saw the joker as kind of this character who was other than just this like slapsticky clown right he was kind of this like disturbed person you well know there was I mean? one there was one episode where he just like barges into the house with a gun to a woman's head. Right. And he's like, I'm going to shoot her. And then Alfred fights him. But he's, he's going to blow this woman's head off. He's a criminal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was like uh, the Joker in the comics. He was always a criminal, but it was very like broad comedy, you know? Yeah. Um, and when it came to Batman 66, it became 
more of this like this dude is a legit like criminal like he right. shoots people he has gangs like he you know he's more of a a street thug with a uh clown penchant you know what i mean right. like yeah, it's right. just it's this weird it's this weird thing so um it will definitely be one of my favorites but i will say this for sure as much as i love joker and as much as i love batman joker was not my favorite character or not my favorite villain in batman 66 the one that I thought they did the best in Batman 66 was the Riddler. Riddler has been my favorite. And this is an episode about the Joker. Frank Gorshin. And this is all I'll say. Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. Even though we're talking okay. about the so, Joker today. So, wait, wait. So, out of all Batman lore yep. or specifically Batman 66? No, no. Batman all lore. Okay. I will have to disagree with you there. Only because... No, the... I, you disagree all you want. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you there. And the only reason I say that is because I feel like the the Riddler kind of becomes a very non-entity later in Batman mythology. Like, he just kind of becomes this, like, non-threatening kind of character. Um, well, it, definitely in the games, they sort of play him as more mischiefy, but they're starting to get darker with those, too. Right. I enjoy the Arkham Asylum version of him. But my segue to Joker with him, my point in saying that, was in Batman 66, I feel like he played, Frank Gorshin played the Riddler as what the Joker would become. So they took cues, I feel, from Frank Gorshin's Riddler performance, which was this very manic, very unhinged, and slightly like he would murder himself if it meant getting one over on Batman. You know what I mean? Like he legitimately was cuckoo bananas crazy you know <laughs> and and a genius you yeah know, he was crazy that was that's my favorite part about his character is just how crazy intelligent he is but if you notice that's what they did with the joker later yeah. they're like okay well uh, what makes the joker scary what is scary what is a scary villain well a scary villain is one that you can't predict somebody who's unpredictable that is truly a, a thing of their own yeah. unpredictable and prone to violence absolutely second Somebody who's smarter than you. That's always scary. Mm. Everybody doesn't want to, you know, I'm not, that's why I'm scared talking to you half the time, you know, because I'm like, God, he's going to make me feel stupid because he's so much smarter than I am. And I feel the same way. Exactly. So, about myself. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so somebody who's smarter, somebody that you can't predict, somebody who's unhinged. And, and something you don't know about. Absolutely. Something that you don't know where it came from. An enigma. Yeah. An Edward Enigma. So, uh, for me, that really kind of started the ball rolling for where the Joker would go. So, if you want to see an early iteration of the Joker, go to 66 Batman and watch the Riddler. Okay. Did that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Because... Now that our commercial for them is done, can yeah. we talk about the Joker? Well, we are. Yeah. We are. This is all, this is all Joker talk. This <laughs> it is, is, it is. This is 66 Batman version of the Joker. So, good Joker, had a mustache, not really the Joker yet, would become the Joker, but the 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 preformed Joker was the Riddler. Yeah, but he did kind of, he did kind of exemplify the ideal like Joker laugh almost because everything has sort of copied him and his theatrical approach do, to it. Can you do your best then. Joker laugh? No. Give me a, give me a joke. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> oh man, Mark Hamill would eat our lunch, right? He's he's so he good. would eat our lunch. 
Uh, you weren't. Let's talk. He about would eat our lunch and then make fun of us for eating our lunch and then eat it again. In the in the boat in the Joker voice, exactly the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you know, we talk. Okay, I, I mentioned Caesar, Caesar Romano's laugh and his voice, but I think you know Romero. Next... Romero. What did I say? Romano. That's <laughs> Cor- Corky <laughs> Romano. He, he's related to Ray and Corky. <laughs> Sorry, Caesar Romero. Um, you know that that laugh is fantastic, but let me make Mark Hamill to me. Okay. Just nails the laugh. Can I can I can I kind of ask that we do something on this episode? Yeah, what's that? Since we've already kind of started it by accident, can we go in order of the Jokers of the iterations but, of Joker? Well, that's one thing I'd like to talk to you about. I'm not sure there can be an order. Uh, there definitely is an order. I don't know if there can okay, be. Okay, so pitch to me why there can't be, and I'll tell you why because I'm not just talking about movie Joker because or live action Joker. The Jokers definitely went in a order of kind of progression, including comic books oh, and television and movies. When I when I say order, I mean rank. Like no no no, best I'm not ranking. Worst. No no no, I'm okay. asking, can we go in a timeline chronological chronological Joker? Okay, right? yes. What I, what, Sorry, I was no. being a little unpredictable. No, that's fine, <laughs> Joker. But I mean, that's that's one of because that was the point I was trying to make is that for me, I'm not sure you can rank these. Yeah. That's why we're not doing a top yeah, five no, no, on no. episode. No, no, I don't want to rank them. They're all different. They all have so much value in their own right. And I, agree. I do think, you know, I'm not saying that inherently is going to make Jared Leto's performance in Suicide Squad great, but I think it's why we can have his performance and also appreciate Heath Ledger's as well. I agree. Because there are so many variations of the nihilistic tendencies of the Joker. There's so many ways to show that and to do that and with the mystery... As long as you have the visual cues and you have the the essence of just chaos right. and you know everything he stands for, then then any performance can be a good Joker performance. I definitely agree. I mean, um, yes. So now that we're on the same page, yeah. So yeah, let's go got, chronologically. All right, so, so we've got the iteration in Detective Comics, yes. and we went to Caesar Romero Batman. Yep. Right. And so let's move on to. I would say, what's the next big Joker jump for you? It's 80s. Yeah, 80 so Batman. Frank Miller, Joker. Yeah. Okay, so this is where Joker starts to go dark. Well, this is where Batman starts to go like dark. We've got, like, the long Halloween. We've right. We've got the killing joke. Okay, so as Batman got darker, he needed a villain that got darker with him. And people gravitated towards the Joker. The Joker is kind of the opposite of everything Batman stands for. Well, they're almost a perfect like yin and yang they story. Really are. But one of the things that I think you mentioned people gravitating toward the Joker and I think it's really interesting because like he's so unpredictable and so violent and not anything that you would want to associate with in life, but he's sort of that embodiment of your id. Sure. Of well, like when you're walking down the street and you're like I could just per- push that person into the street just because I could and 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 the Joker might do dimensions. that, and he would he would do that. He would embrace every archaic thing that just popped into his mind. Right. Well, because, I don't know about that, but yes. But Man, this is this is a the tough ulti- discussion. He's the ultimate nihilist, yeah. if you well, think about it. Yes. Because he doesn't believe that life has a purpose or consequences. It's just a matter of. But see, I think that was informed by later Joker too, because kind of mid mid eighties Joker had. This really, he did care. He cared a lot. And he actually valued, he he held a lot of weight. I mean, look at The Killing Joke. He right. held a lot of weight in p- 
people's emotions and psychological structure. So it everything was very calculated. Everything was very no anarchy at all. It was very like I have a plan and I'm going to put all the dominoes in a line and I'm going to watch them all fall exactly how it's calculated calculated. But later Joker, like Heath Ledger Joker, became this anarchist who was kind of a symbol of, like, let's just fucking see what happens when you put these things together. Well, I mean, but not necessarily. He still has that tendency to set up all the domino pieces. I mean, step back from that movie. Everything that happens along the way, there are 12 or 12, 13 domino pieces that yeah. before we get to that ferry. But he's definitely flying by the seat of his pants in a lot of it. In some of it, but there's a plan every step of the way. I would say that his plan gets made as he goes. I don't know if I would agree with that. Okay. Well, not then, in that, not that's in that fine. dark movie. That's fine. Dark night movie. I, I, would, I would definitely say that, and I can actually cite some instances where I would say it is proof that that is the case. But we can get there when we get there. <laughs> so well, we're talking about like... Like 80s, 80s Joker. 80s Joker. But well, well, shouldn't we hit the movie first? Uh, the 90s Joker? So, like, 89? Yeah. I mean, uh, the comic books came first, but sure. That's right, because they informed... Killing Joke informed right. a lot of what Tim Burton did. So, right. okay, let's finish that All one. right, so Killing Joke... Let's just talk about Killing Joke. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's the, it, it's sort of, for me, the one of the... Outside of The Dark Knight Returns, sort of like one of the quintessential Batman canon landmarks for sure it's like a marvel civil war type of thing like it is a big deal it it turned the joker from i would say just a villain or excuse me not not even the right word i would um i would say that it turned the joker from um somebody that batman did combat with Hmm. to a true villain for batman he went from being a bad guy to a villain to the worst person yeah. possibly on earth. He became a, a killer, a, a murderer, a destroyer of lives. He became, it, he went from playing funny jokes to his joke was watching your life shatter. Right. You know what I mean? And that was hilarious. Right. But again, that goes back to his whole purpose is to prove chaos that nothing is set that nothing is determined and that anything at any moment could happen yes his plans are calculated for for sure right but it is all in the in the quest of proving chaos right um okay or, or anarchy to some i would degree. say he's more so proving that everyone everyone will do bad yeah so i don't even know that it's so much chaos as it is he knows that he can Break, everyone has a breaking point of which they will reach if he pushes the right And that's buttons. the joke. That is the joke. A la watch. No one is good. Yeah. Everyone is bad. And Batman kind of went that direction. Like, that's the direction Frank Miller, Frank Miller took Batman in. I would, I would cite The Dark Knight Returns as right. kind of a seminal uh, Batman comic book in where it took The Dark Knight or Batman... And really showed a very ugly side of Batman. Right. Batman was no longer this like crispy like Superman knockoff. He was a very dark, brooding, tormented person who, in a lot of ways, mirrored kind of what the Joker did. He put on a costume. He played a part. He struck fear into the hearts of certain people. In Joker's case, it was good people. In <laughs> Batman's case, it was bad people. 
Um, but he also, much like the Joker, liked to set up the dominoes. Watch to like, right? Like they're to both watch very smart. Fall. Like that's very, where very they smart. share the so many detective. similarities. Yeah. So yeah, so I would definitely say that this is where the characters even more so started informing each other. So yeah. the the darker Batman got, the darker the Joker got to match it, and this is where we really get into personally kind of my favorite Jokers. Not really given away my who my favorite joker right. is yet performance wise but this is where i really started to attach to the joker as a character because i right. love this really dark sadistic joker like that's my favorite joker well it's like i said it connects to that deep part of you that's almost hard to admit that even yeah. exists yeah but that you can sort of throw at the tv when the joker's on there and be like that's kind of cool exactly like yeah ooh, like that's it's like a train wreck you know it's yeah. like watching a baby cow get hit by a train like <laughs> so specific <laughs> was it yeah a little too specific that's like a brown and white cow imagine he's like 11 or 12 right. months old with a balloon in some, its hoof he's eating some devil eating grass a, a and then this popsicle. train comes by Usually silver's got a little red on the side. Yes, because it smashed the shit out of that. It's cow. just like that. It's cow brains. It's amazing. So you don't want to look at it, but you definitely want to look at it. <laughs> so before we move on from Killing Joke, I yeah. have to. So are you claiming that he dies? Or did Batman kill him in that? At the end of the Killing yeah, Joke, yeah, I think he does. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. And well, I mean, he has that moment, and then it just goes silent. Yeah, and then know? the lights shut off and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say 100% that was the end of the Joker in that continuity. Right. So this was, that is the end story for the Joker. Yeah. That's where the Joker ends. And that's also why it's, I think that's, it's crazy because I feel like that's where one, that's one of the stories where he came the most alive. And then, and then it formed everything after that. Right. And then it also happens to be the one that, like, that's the end of his right. story. You know what I mean? So in my mind, no matter what happens with the Joker, whatever iteration it is, it always ends with the killing joke. Like, yeah. like I could take the killing joke so out. So Heath Ledger's killing Joker ends with the killing joke. Yeah, very the, similar. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill's animated Absolutely. series ends because with the killing he, joke. He, Jared Leto. He, he wins. Yeah. He wins in a really fucked up way. He doesn't want to win. I mean, he does, but he doesn't because yeah. he knows that the only way to win is to push Batman too far, too far. And so it's that's the joke. The joke. It's the killing joke. You yeah. know what I mean? The joke is I did it. That's I hilarious. It you are you. Are, I was right. <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious. I'm going to die. I'm going to kill me. But I'm going to winning. I'm exactly. Gonna win. And so that's what I loved. It was so fucking dark and it took it so like and yeah. you were just kind of like, ew. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. after you read it, like, I remember the first time reading that comic book, when I got to the end, and I got to that, I was just kind of, I felt dirty. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, ew. Like, Especially since Batman's laughing hysterically, too. Right. And that almost like, makes it worse. Because, like, if someone's looking you in the eye, and looking you in the eye, and they're mad, and they're, like, fuming, you can sort of get above them. Yeah. But, like... If it's about to get violent and someone just laughing hysterically at you, it makes it so much worse. And I think, and I like to think in my mind that that's also I I feel like that's the both that's the end point for both characters. Yeah. I feel like at that point there's no going back for Batman, and I feel like that's why he's laughing. I think right. he knows it clicks for him. He kind of crosses that threshold into be not becoming the joker but he gets the joke like right. he's finally like this is it like he was right the whole time you know what i mean yeah. and that's fucking hilarious Amazing. to batman so 
one of the best pieces of comic writing oh, I think of course. It's, ever. It's Pantheon. But I also love that you know spoilers for that. Obviously, we've spoiled the fuck out of that comic <laughs> don't, book. Hey, don't listen to this episode. No. Um, but um, I also like that it, it 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 for me clearly painted what happened, but it it leaves it ambiguous. It doesn't yeah. show him snapping yeah. the Joker's. There's neck. not like blood that runs no, in the water at no. the end. Like they don't none have of to that spell it out for you. Shit. You just know. Like yeah. you know it because that story that came before it informed it. The characters informed it. And it reaches this this like kind of crescendo of just like oh fuck. And <laughs> it's like the it end of the Hallelujah Chorus, really. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And so so yeah. So we can move on from it. But yeah, that yeah. I mean, it crushed it. So for me, no matter what happens, that's how the Joker dies. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree more. The the, the comic is fantastic in, in every way. The art design, the writing of it. Just like you said, it's a pretty deep concept. And it's a pretty ambiguous ending. And to write it as well as they do to lead you to, there's no way you can misinterpret it almost. Yeah. Although a lot of people for some reason have, just because I don't think they want Batman. They don't want him to that, go that that's way. That's a sad, it's it a, is sad, a sad, justified, It is a hilariously way. awful yeah. ending. So, so I get the resistance to it. But right. yeah. Uh, I mean, and obviously, it's it's legend lives on because it has informed everything. It was a big driving force for Tim Burton right. to be able to do it. And so let's dive into like you know eighty nine Batman, yeah. which Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, one of the one of the best actors. Spoiler alert: not my favorite Joker. Okay, but it's one of the best performances of that role for sure. Sure, or almost iconizing it. Even further, like within the popular communities, like it was already yeah. cemented in the comic communities through the Killing Joke. And speaking of giving him backstory, this yeah. this one tied him directly to Batman's which was Genesis. Sort of nuts, and it's funny for a lot of people in our generation, especially because that may be their introduction to Batman. So right. people just have. For whatever reason, I would bet you a good sixty oh, percent yeah. of the country believes that, that the, the Joker, Joker killed Batman's parents. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, what if the, what's the history of the Joker? Like, he killed Batman's parents." Then maybe twenty like, percent mm. would give you is like, "Oh, he was a retired technician, was a failed stand-up comedian, Red, Red Hood." Right. Like twenty percent may say that, sixty percent are saying, uh, are saying that he killed Batman's right. parents. Which is funny because. Um, I don't even know, but I wouldn't really consider um, the the Burton Batman's canon. I don't know. It got Bob Kane's sign off. Uh, like he I know, but he was like, "Yeah, do it." As a like, as, oh, as a that. fan, I don't know that I would consider it canon. I think I think when you get into the movies, and this is where it gets super weird. I feel like the movies um, they they become their own what Marvel has done recently. Universe. It becomes its own universe. Like, these are self-contained Batman stories, so they, they're allowed to have different backstories and different character arcs. Right. And um, I think that's the only way that my brain can really, like, <laughs> can comprehend be okay. It. Well, and also be okay with it sometimes, you know, because I, I like to enjoy these characters from um, a very, like fresh standpoint yeah um i'm the type of fan and anybody who listened to my last rant you know <laughs> will know i'm the type of fan that i'm just happy to play with these characters i don't really give a shit like 
how you want to make their backstory or if you want to be like joker's a woman now or whatever like, yeah I, I don't really care i'm just happy to see these characters and so i go in kind of wide-eyed and bushy-tailed every time one of my favorite characters is going to be on the screen in any way right. so i like to see it from a very optimistic point of view of like okay well this is a self-contained story and it's not you know much like the way i, I can be happy right, much like the way i eat things on a plate like nothing touches each other you know what i'm saying so, none of the jokers are allowed to touch or cross over right. they're gonna think is i don't know if you heard i'm gonna be like you got my nicholson on my ledger (laughs) justin roland's new show is gonna be house of jokers it's just gonna be all of them living together like you do with cosby that's (laughs) That's what he's that's what he's doing no (laughs) they cannot interact with each other romano runs in and kicks over the door romero 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 runs in with a gun on jokey romano runs in too Ray Romano. And Corky Taylor. Corey Taylor. Everybody loves Cesar Romero. <laughs> you know, the dude with dogs. The Joker with dogs. Uh, that's funny. This one that, you know, when a Joker I'm going to need you to fact, that, fact check that now because now I'm thinking, I'm second guessing myself. Is that his name? It is Cesar Romero, right? Or am Romero. I thinking, okay, it is. It's Cesar I just want to make sure because that's also the dog whisperer, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> is that his is. His is spelled different. I think his okay. has the A like that makes dressing. Because when you said the dog thing, I was like, fuck. I was like, have I been saying, I've been correcting you with no, the wrong name Caesar, the whole time. No, no, it's Cesar Romero, the dog guy, has an A in his name. I uh, like this dressing. Ah, it's like Cesar. Cesar Romano. <laughs> Romero. <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing it to fuck with you now. Good. Okay. But anyway, yes. He like runs in and he's the uh, Heath Ledger Joker's in the kitchen doing magic tricks. <laughs> and then Jack Nicholson comes down from the stage like, who used all the shampoo? No, I don't like it. It's making me feel icky. Stop. <laughs> Your food can't touch. <laughs> exactly. Then I can't consume it. So as a, as a whole, like, where do you stand on Jack Nicholson Joker? All right. So um, Jack Nicholson Joker. Uh, I love Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, for me, okay, so I saw The Shining before I saw Batman. So, nice. So... Jack Nicholson, um, I had a fucked up childhood. So, uh, Before that, I saw Psycho. Right, exactly. Before that, I lived Psycho. So, <laughs> they just left me. They just left me at Disneyland and the Tower of Terror. Exactly. Um, so for me, Jack Nicholson already coming in was kind of an intimidating character because I had seen him as Jack right. Torrance from The Shining. Um, so I think he already kind of like that informed it for me a little bit. Um. But I, I love his, he played, and I'll say it before the uh, Leto one hits, he played the gangster Joker before anybody else did. Yeah. So his Joker was definitely a gangster Joker. That's what Tim Burton did in the movie. He set him up as, you know, the right-hand man of, of uh, the crime boss who uh, goes on a failed mission and, well, not a failed mission, a setup, <laughs> a setup, and gets dumped in the Acme acid tanks and... Gets, comes out burned. Comes well, out, yeah, I mean, like out super stained and right. green hair. Right. And uh, they have that awesome plastic surgery scene, which I always thought was really cool. And, you know, you never really, like, see his face, like, while he's got all the bandages on and shit. Right. And they're, like, <laughs> they talking about it. Right. And um, I also like it has one of, the, one of my favorite scenes of the Joker anywhere, which is they have that scene in the boardroom where he has the the – normal skin tone makeup on yes and instead of him wiping on white makeup it's him wiping off the skin tone makeup to reveal the white underneath and i always thought for some reason that always struck me as like so cool because i imagine 
I imagine Cesar Romero putting makeup over his mustache, <laughs> right. right? Imagine nothing. You saw right. it. I never imagined that that was skin, you know? Yeah. And for some reason, even in the comic books, even in Laughing Joke comic, for killing some reason, joke. or yes, thank you, the killing joke. <laughs> you know that laughing riddle, <laughs> that laughy taffy. <laughs> um, it never struck me as like his skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was just he was just a white. Well, clown it was always guy. like you said. I mean, in the in the '66 and old comics, he's a vigilante or he's a crim- He's a petty criminal with a shtick. Right. Like all the rest of them have shticks, so his is a shtick. His is paint and a Joker costume. So this is the first time that it ever took me to like, oh, he's like a fucking deformed dude, like, like person, like right. he's insane. Like he's insane, and he got fucked up. And I like, heard that's why he's like that. I read a thing that was talking about how hard that scene was to film because in real life, you know, I don't know if you know this, Jack Nicholson's skin is not that color. Whoa. I know, but so they were talking about how hard it was to film that because they could not figure out a way to wipe off one layer of makeup and leave the other one intact. I'm going to so, take a guess. Does he wipe on white makeup? Nope. Okay. They had to come up with like a special lacquer and it was like a silicone based like skin lacquer that they put on his white makeup, lacquered up his face, let it harden and then put on human makeup so he's literally wiping away makeup what? and the other is just like under this hard shell. Okay, cuz in my mind I always just imagined that he wiped on white nope you know what i mean but that's fucking crazy yeah. i didn't know that that's yeah. so nuts interesting I, I love that fact about that movie um also i mean jack nicholson again you talked about him being a fantastic actor you know obviously he, he's known from you know one show uh, one flew over the one oh, shoe yeah. over the one uh, shoe coo- over the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. bowl yeah <laughs> uh so one flew over the cuckoo's nest he was known for pl- uh, shining obviously yeah. for playing those psychotic type characters very so unhinged. he was very good at it yes but you know, they almost, they wanted, well, not wanted, but Robin Williams was up for the role. I and heard you, about did that. Did you ever hear about all the bullshit that happened? I didn't hear the bullshit. Tell me. Basically, they offered it to Jack Nicholson. Okay. And he said, no, I don't want it. Like, I don't do that type of thing. It's a okay. comic book movie. Yeah, he's like, meh. So they hired Robin Williams to do it, and they were going to go very, you know, very comic, like, comically jokerish. Yeah. But instead of actually hiring him for a purpose, they then went back to Jack Nicholson and they're like, hey, Robin Williams is going to do it unless you take it. So they used him as a pawn to trick Nicholson into playing what? it. What? And then fired Robin Williams. <laughs> That's awful. Which, which years later, is the reason Robin Williams is going to play the Riddler in the third one. But he refused to work with the franchise or Warner Brothers because they had fucked him because over so bad. Because he got burned for So the that's why Jim Carrey has it. They wrote it for Robin Williams, and he he's always wanted to play the Riddler. And he was like, fuck you. You screwed me that's over. And so he refused crazy. to do it. Crazy. I had yeah. no idea. That is yeah. insane. Little backstory. And that's all true. That's not like one of my little bullshit facts. Like, that's a real one. So they can check that. Yeah. That's As opposed to our other ones where we just rely that our fans <laughs> don't trust ever us. check. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you love us. Right. Why and would you why check? Why would you need to Why check? would you look at my phone? The, right. That, why is there a password on this? We ex- love each other. Exactly. Just trust what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But no, this one is uh, is, is very findable. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Totally true. I like both of those facts. Those are pretty cool. Those are things that I genuinely did not know yeah. about that. So that's that's that kind of makes it even uh, even more interesting yeah. of a performance. But the whole the whole his whole shtick, 
I really like his kind of gangster mentality, him riding on the float and dispensing the money to everybody with the right. poison gas balloons. The theatricality fucking, of it. It was very cool, and it was very 90s, or very late 80s. Yeah. Uh, the Prince soundtrack was fucking killer well, I mean, for Come it. on, it was so good. Um, but I, I really like Jack Nicholson's uh, background. It did throw me for a loop, and I, because I had known the comic books prior to seeing that movie... I was very confused when they were like, oh, and Jack Napier shot, you know. <laughs> he came out of the shadows. Wayne. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was very like, what? And when they introduced the whole like, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight kind of yeah. thing. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. They just took a line from Deliverance. Right. right. And I was just like, what? And then I was like, my whole mind just imploded and then exploded um because it was just i was like what the fuck is happening here but i went with it in the self-contained burton verse sure and that and at least in that one movie because it's not like they reference him later this totally works you know and it made sense because the age difference was there i mean definitely their version of the joker was much older than right than bruce wayne and let's talk about how dark this joke. I mean, he kills like fifty something people. Oh yeah, in that movie, he uses real guns. Yeah, like that's like the early Joker's again criminal, petty. Even killing joke Joker, he really he he, it's he paralyzes one person, and then right. I think there's a couple dead bodies along the way, but it's very very small. This Joker comes out guns blazing. Yeah, this one is is no holds barred. Uh, murder joke. Like he's burning people with the acid gun. Now, to be fair, it wouldn't happen to the sequel because I don't think there was any scenes, if I remember correctly. But Batman also murders people. Oh in, yeah, in the Burton verse, he has machine guns on his Batmobile, which was also not normal for Batman right. up until that point. That was very like what what. And now people are all like freaking out with Batfleck doing you know his. His thing had right. machine guns on it. They're like, no! And I'm but, like, shut the fuck up. This happened to, already. I was about to say, but to that point, I saw a lot of people freak out about this, and I understand that, you know, the lore and the, the history of Batman is that he refuses death at all costs. But, I mean, Dark Knight Returns, he shoots some... I mean, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, he shoots some dude in the face. Yeah. Like, in a warehouse, he just, like, takes his gun and blows exactly. his head off. And this is why this is my perfect example, and you'll know this, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to recommend everybody do this. No one let your food touch... okay this is how you need to view fandoms quit complaining when one series or whatever does something differently because it you're ruining it for yourself they're not ruining it for you they're telling you interesting stories you're ruining it by going that's not how it was you have to do it exactly like this (laughs) i like it this way exactly because think about it comic book runs the killing joke is a perfect example Fans love the killing joke, but wait a minute. The Joker is alive in some other comic books. What the fuck? You're arguing with yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? the fuck cares? Exactly. Like, nobody matters. Or nobody did you cares. like reading that comic? You then did? shut up. Good. Shut the fuck up. Now here's another comic book where he's alive again. Enjoy this one. Right. Superman dies and comes back from heaven. Right. It doesn't fucking matter. They're like, oh, Superman murdered people in Man of Steel. I don't care. That's fine. This Superman snaps people's necks. That's totally cool. And he's I'm good at it. I can get behind that. What he the is fuck good ever. at it. it. You know what? It doesn't ruin the Donner Supermans. You know why? Because no. it's not a fucking Donner Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the yeah. kind of shit. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. So, same with the Joker. This Joker, 
he kills Batman's parents. Didn't ruin it for me. Doesn't sure. make me like the killing joke less because that's not the same Joker. Had a nice little emotional punch at the end. In my mind, I kind of like to think that Cesar Romero shot Adam West's parents. <laughs> no, that happened in real life. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Those were the actors actually did yeah. that. Every, it's very well known that yeah. Cesar Romero murdered Adam West's parents. Was a Cuban drug lord. <laughs> right. But, murdering um, <laughs> Adam West's parents, who were for whatever reason G-men. Yeah, but fans don't let your fandoms touch. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah. Everything can be individual. Your fandoms are junior high boys and girls at a dance. Yeah, you do not let them get too close or go anywhere near a stairwell. Yeah. I, you know what? I am your designated chaperone from now on. <laughs> so that is it. But yeah, so that's my feeling on the Jack Nicholson Joker. How? Where did it play in for you? When did you see that? Were you familiar with the comic book Joker I was, beforehand? Uh, as I mentioned, you know, growing up, I was more of a Marvel perfin- person. So, you know, I knew of the Joker. I watched the television show. I, you know, I had, um, I had seen comics. I was familiar with the character. Right. Um, and I obviously at that point had seen had read Killing Joke. Right. Um. So, but this one was kind of first, almost popular version of like, oh, I can talk about this now. Right. Type yeah. of situation because. That was I was a huge cinephile back then, just like I am now, and so I would wa- I would care more about the movies that I saw than the things I read about at at home. Sure, which it's completely opposite. I know a lot of, of comic fans are, but for me it was sort of like oh, movies are prim- priority. Everything I read at home is fun, right? Like this is fun and good, totally. And so the movie for me has had the big stars. is done by Tim Burton. And I I loved it. So it was sort of the one that I always thought about, not the one that introduced me to the character. Okay. But I, I mean, I think for, I think for a lot of people it, it is that way. For a lot of people, I think it's the, like the quintessential Joker. Everything is like, oh, Heath Ledger did, did a similar but better right. Jack Nicholson. Or, yeah. no, Jared Leto's doing a more psychotic Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I will and, admit that I was kind of the freak. I'm the, I am an unusual version because I... I probably grew up with some of the comics and the 66 Batman first. Right. Um, just because that was what was in my household. So um, I will definitely say for our age bracket, I was probably the odd one. Right. But I, I find that interesting. And so for you, so since you saw Nicholson first, kind of. Yeah. Um, did it bother you when you would read stuff like The Killing Joke and you're like, wait a minute, this is different? Or No, it never really did. I actually kind of agree with you in a lot of those terms. I like to not let my superheroes touch. I mean, right. I like to enjoy the things that I'm, that I'm watching and I'm paying attention to. Now, I think there are core, core segments of a character that if those aren't present in some way, sure. that it's going to pull me out of it. Sure. So, you know, not every adaptation is a good one, which is why I'm not giving a blanket, you know, pass so to like Jared Batman, Leto. So, like, if Batman dressed like Superman, that would pull you out of it. Yeah. Or if he had superpowers all of a sudden. Or if I was reading it and it was titled Superman. Right. I'd be like, this is not a very good like, Batman comic. <laughs> I do not like this at all. <laughs> but, but you know, characters having different iterations is fine, but I do think the performance matters. I do think the writing matters. So, right. you know, I'm not giving a pass to Suicide Squad and said, oh, well, whatever Jared Leto does is fine. It's going to be This great. isn't like, the, you know, a, a California middle school where everyone, instead of getting A's and B's, gets sunshines and rainbow stickers. <laughs> right. Like, it's not like, oh, you got a feeling today. Right. You know, like, there, there, is a, there can be bad performances. And I agree. So let me, let me um, kind of... Uh, amend my statement so i i fully support different 
versions and visions of characters and story arcs and storylines. I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you're going to do a character, though, you have to stay true to the character's core concepts. Mm. Now, I know a lot of people would argue bringing up the Superman thing again. Well, clearly, Superman doesn't kill people. Okay. That's not what makes Superman Superman. Batman not killing people is not really what makes Batman Batman. Now, in the terms of the Killing Joke universe, it is what makes that story work, is that Batman does not go to that extent. Right. And a lot of people argue, well, that's what makes Batman work in all of the cases, is that he doesn't really kill, and when he kills, it it lessens the impact. The point is, is for me, I don't mind if he kills. I don't mind if he doesn't kill. I feel like he always still walks that gray line. I can I can in real life see somebody kill somebody. Oh really? <laughs> not, not really. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> not, not really. You want to amend that sentence? <laughs> yes. There are justified reasons for murder. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so much better. better. So much better. So if you were to see a baby cow <laughs> get hit by a train. And that cow was innocent. <laughs> right. No, no. no. I guess what I'm, what I'm trying murder. to say is, some I don't feel like that's a core conceit of Batman. Right, right. Um, I feel like core conceits of Batman are Batman's an orphan, Batman's protecting his city, Batman is getting um, what he feels is retribution for the loss of his parents. To, he is a rich playboy right. on the side as a cover. Right. If 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 you were to come out and be like, Batman is poor, he lives in the hood. He's he, doing, he found some black right. socks. He has superpowers. Uh, he can hear and see in the dark and fly like a bat. <laughs> and we're calling him Batman. It's no longer Batman. It is literal. It's Man-Bat. It's Man-Bat. <laughs> right. Except he was a scientist and didn't wear little goggles. Right. So um, for me, those are kind of core conceits of what makes character character. And for the Joker, core conceit is he's a clown. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> he's a clown with a mysterious background yes. and sadistic I tendencies. feel like he can look different he can sound different I wouldn't even mind I wouldn't be opposed to a racially different uh, Joker like an Idris Elba Joker yeah I mean sure if as long as the core concept is he, um, he what about is... a Michael Winslow Joker <laughs> alright that's just fucking outright I cannot get behind that at all Say hello to my little toys. <laughs> he just doesn't do anything at all. Just everything is sound effects. So he's, he's like, like lean into in... my rose. Psst. Did you just do that with your mouth? No. no. That was water. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Michael Winslow, get off the set. Get out of here. So Michael I... Winslow always sneaking on a set. No, oh, like he always sneaking through those drive-thrus. I feel, I feel like um, that's kind of the core concept for me. He right. just needs to be. The, he needs to be the opposite of whatever your Batman is going to be. Yeah. And he needs to be a clown. His core build needs to be, he needs to be a clown look of some sort. Okay. White face or splotchy green, white face. Purple green, in some purple. degree. Something that needs to be clownish yes. in appearance. Um, so, yeah, Nicholson I thought was really good. It was a different thing. So, you know, moving from Nicholson, talking about clownish... I, and you might disagree with this, but, so the Batman animated series, mm. I wouldn't consider him very clownish. He's got the, like, the shoulder pad suit on. He's, a, he's a pretty big crime, bo- crime boss in that one as well. Are we well. talking about animated series? Yeah. Oh, he's totally clownish. 
He's yeah. got that big old like purple suit. Yeah, he's like walking around like suit. And he's got green hair. And well, I mean, he yeah, laughs the, all the time. He the has a big flower and squirts people with it. I don't know. I just don't see a lot of clowns wearing Joseph A. Banks suits. Sure you do. <laughs> you just haven't been to the right circus. <laughs> I'm going to them lower class circuses. <laughs> them poor circuses. Um, no, I mean, I would definitely consider him a clown in that. I mean, it, look, look at some of the. Uh, the best Joker episodes in the animated series. There's one where he put on a, a whole game, like a real twisted, weird game show with Batman. I think it was I like a Christmas game. episode. I like the game show. Um, and he, but it was very clowny. Like he was, you know, everything was big and over the top, and you know, it was very comic. Yeah, um, I mean, his, his activity, sure. I'm just like me and his look straight his appearance. up. Appearance, the um, way they drew him. Yeah, but he still had red <laughs> lips, yeah. white face, green hair. That's a clown. You know what I mean? And like, the animated series introduced uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. The, well, so that, yeah. They gave a gift to the Paul, world for that. Paul Dini created Harley Quinn yeah. for the animated series. It's awesome because they, it was, they, they love the character so much as now just she's synonymous. She got adopted with the into canon. Yeah. So they went, hey man, this is a character that was created on this animated series, which, like I said, nine times out of ten, don't let your food touch. But in this case, yeah. I was okay with it. She can leave the animated series. I was okay with her being adopted into the the pantheon of Batman characters. Well, she's a great, I don't want to say foil, but she's a great kind of side story for, for Joker. I would say she is the human side of the Joker. Yeah, and obviously wants to fuck the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she wants him so bad. In she loves series. Put, she loves putting as much as fucking Bill Cosby does. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the animated <laughs> series. If you, if, I mean, go back and watch it now with Harley Quinn and Joker. It is so overtly obvious she wants in them purple pants. Oh, she does. Like, there's the one, there's the one episode where it's his birthday and she brings like a big cream pie, which is Jokery. Yeah. And she like comes out of it, does the Marilyn Manson yeah. song, and then she's like, "Come over here and taste hey, Mar- my pie. Marilyn Monroe." Yeah, what did I say, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson? Manson. No. She's like, "We are stars now in the dope show." <laughs> that was a real weird thing for them to do episode. in that kid show. <laughs> Yeah, seems sweet I've dreams. got to eh, eh, get away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's... Yeah, oh, no, yeah he did cover. a cover. <laughs> was, oh, never mind. So, yeah, Marilyn Manson and his cream pie. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, Marilyn Monroe and his cream pie. And then she's like, come over here and taste some of my pie. It's like, Jesus Christ, you were on Saturday morning. She means vagina. Yeah, she means vagina. <laughs> it's like so dirty. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. She's like in a nighty and a bunch of yeah. scenes. Well, and he's just like, get away from me, Harley. Well, that's kind of the thing is... Uh, is Harley Quinn okay? So I I am totally cool with including her kind of in this list because I will say that her character exists as an extension of the Joker, um, and like I said, I truly feel like she is the human side of the Joker. So she right. still represents a person with feelings and emotion, other than chaos and destruction. Right. Um, she represents kind of his grounded side and it's especially clear and now they've kind of turned her into this like anti-hero kind of kind of now i think she's a lesbian yeah no she her and poison ivy had a thing thing. yeah so maybe she's bi but she was just fine yeah whatever totally cool with that either way doesn't matter 
So um, it, it changes every series. Don't let your food touch. Don't let your lesbian food touch. No, no, no. I'm fine with them touching a lot, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's totally cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, nah, I, I know I said that earlier, but you guys, you guys are cool. You guys are cool. You guys get a pass. Good. Catwoman, you get a pass, too. <laughs> yeah, wanna, that's fine. You, wanna, you don't all want to touch? <laughs> no, don't. You, you get over there. Yeah, You're going to take this pass. <laughs> Come get her pie. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I feel like that character was kind of birthed as another, an extension of the Joker. Right. But, so let's talk about Joker, animated series. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Better known as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, better known as the Joker. Yeah. He's been doing it longer. He economized a bit more with it. Yeah. And he's returned to it more often. He's got one on Star Wars. He's come back for something. Yeah. This is like three times he's come back to the Joker for something big. Yep. And you, so did you hear the announcement too that um, after he did the killing joke, because he said he, that was going to be his last, yep. he's actually coming back again. To do a series. To or do something. a series with Kevin Conroy, yep. the, the iconic voice, of, voice Batman. of Batman. So yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a force to be reckoned with. They're the Jay and Silent Bob of the Batman and Joker community. They totally are. And equally as big stoners. Yes. We're breaking that right here on the right. podcast. <laughs> Joker, definitely. Yeah, 100% a yeah. stoner. No, he's way too high strung to be a stoner. Well, and I love that, um, you know, DC sort of used him a little bit in their old Flash TV shows, The Trickster. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's like yeah, in totally. the DC universe yeah. already hey. somehow, and then he did it again new on the Flash. New Flash. New Flash. He was the, the Trickster. He was the, the trickster original. Dad. The yeah. OG Trickster, if you will. He was Trick Dad. Yeah. Yeah. He was Trick Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Trick Trick Daddy Funk. I remember that song. Trick yeah. Daddy and Trina. Yeah. I remember when no, Mark Hamill did that. Came on right after the Super Bowl shovel. Yeah. But um so yeah. Mark Hamill, Joker. Best laugh? Best laugh. Best laugh. That's one hundred percent hands down my favorite laugh. He's done it for the Arkham games. Which are fantastic. Which are fucking fantastic. We 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 won't do a whole segment or talk about those, but they're for me, they're canon almost. Like oh, they're... for sure. I would say they exist just like kind of the Nolan trilogy exists right. in its own thing. And now you know Paul Dini, who wrote for Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series and created Harley Quinn, he wrote the Arkham games. Yeah, with the they're exception fantastic. of uh, Arkham Origins. Hey, which was terrible. Which was a bad game. We just game. won't talk about that. That's not part of it. It was made by a different studio, right. so that one doesn't even right. count to me. But um, Arkham Asylum, City, and then Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, all awesome. Did but, you ever finish Arkham Knight? I did. Okay, so, I mean, spoiler alert, we'll talk about the end there, yeah. but the Jason Todd reveal, having As that come back Knight, in... Well, that was very Red Hoodish. Yeah. And so, it's uh, things like that have kind of existed in the comic books. They they even touched on the killing joke, had it mixed in there with him yep. shooting Barbara Gordon, and um, she was then, then yeah, doing she... the flashbacks to it. So, they it was definitely... The games play like they're in canon, for sure. Right. Um, but it... Um, I don't know. They exist but the Joker storyline throughout those because he's he's not even the antagonist of the third one, but he sorta is anyway. Well, I'm, because they kill him again. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I know earlier in the in the show we were talking about um, the Killing Joke being how I think of the Joker going out. I've always thought and felt that until this game series, only because I equally love the way that they took out the joker in this right i don't know about like mutant joker from from the first one i think it is 
not oh, a yeah. huge fan no, no, of no. like Hulk Joker. No, no, no. I'm talking about but this, in, the, in the, second the second one where he actually dies, and they have that whole scene where Batman's like carrying him out, yeah. and it's just like so. He's fucking... carrying him out. He's not even carrying his girlfriend out. No, he's, he's just, just so carrying... fucking poetic in like this just scene. You know, it was sort of beautiful. And then how the the next game opened with him literally burning the no, Joker. No, you had to do yes, it. Yes, you you controlled. had to tap the button and burn and his put dude him alive. through the incinerator. Not alive. He's dead. Yeah. But you put him through the incinerator. But then I also like the fact that he lived on. I thought it was fucking brilliance on the part of Paul Dini. But he lived on inside Batman. Right. And I was like, as that's a, a as fucking like a virus. Yeah. yeah. He he is Batman. And that was the whole thing is he's like, I'm part of you, Bats. You know what I and mean? They and they even did fucking... a little twist around, too, where they made Batman sort of jokery for one of his yeah. visions. Yeah. And, he, and you see his eyes go green. And I'm just like, this is so fucking great. Like, yeah. I fucking love this. Um, so I will definitely say that that they really crushed it, I think. Oh, I yeah. Mean, outside of it being a game, cool, awesome game to play, super fun. But the storytelling and writing in that game series and Mark is Hamill's fucking next level. Mark Hamill's performance is hands down amazing in those games. And also a great use of Harley Quinn. Harley yeah. Quinn is all through those games too. Yeah. And, and it's fucking great. And that was a kind of a redesign for her character too. Because mm-hmm. moving from the animated series, that was really the next time that you saw Harley Quinn. And she, they definitely... Outside like, of like some comics. Yeah. yeah. Outside of comics series. That she well, yes. Into. But I mean, they really tramped her up. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. In this series. Well, I mean, they, very, they, like, they, they beef and curve and add, add like oh, no. lines and bumps well, to everybody in yeah, that, but in that the, goes, the, those yeah, games. In these game series, I mean, she's got some, I mean, just like cleavage out to like anywhere and fucking short skirts, lots of leather. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like a fucking fanboy's wet dream. So maybe, maybe left, right, start. You know <laughs> what, what I mean? I, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. But, um, but yeah, A-B-A-double-B. so. A-double-B. <laughs> A-double-Ds. All right. So, um, left, right, start. Um, so Mark Hamill Joker, animated series, crushed it. Well, just Mark Hamill in general as the Joker. Yes. I think just but across the got board. Got to start on animated yeah, series. For sure. Um, so we got the animated series, ran for several seasons. So then we run into our next iteration of Joker, which would be... Dark Knight. That's right. The Heath Ledger Joker. Which... I remember when that casting got announced... People were furious. People freaked the fuck out. Well, they're do they did it again. It's so funny to watch this happen. Sorry, I'm backtracking a little no, bit, fine. but it it it's almost inevitable that it happens now with Superman or with DC Comics oh, yeah. is that someone will get cast behind closed doors with people who know what the fuck they're doing. Sure. Then everyone will lose their minds because they associate an actor with something else, and then they leave the movie slack jawed. It happened. Just like, Fuck. It happened with Heath Ledger and the Joker. It it's happened with Ben Affleck and Batman v Superman. People lost their shit, and I kept saying, oh, I, "I was like, I'm gonna just hold out judgment until I see it." You and me both. And then he was the he's best the best part, part of, of the movie. movie. Period. Like he saves an otherwise pretty mech. I'm movie. gonna go even a step further. I'm gonna say, outside of like personal favorites like Adam West, he's my favorite on screen Batman. He might. I mean, I think Christian Bale teamed with Christopher Nolan. I think what they accomplished is better. Sure, but I'm just saying my his personal portrayal, version of Batman. Man. He he got the Bruce Wayne down. Yeah, he's a detective, and he kicked 
major fucking ass. That was yeah. the first time that you've ever seen Batman like fucking choke slam a dude into the ground. <laughs> Which, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like you've seen Christian Bale. It was Bale. ultimate cage match. Yeah. You've seen Christian Bale and he's, you know, karate, taekwondo, flipping around and shit. This Batman was brutal. Just, he was I'm like, going to break your arm through a door. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a scene where he punches a dude in the stomach, reaches up, grabs him in the face, and then just slams his <laughs> yes. head into the ground. Like that's it. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the raid I don't starring even, Batman. It was. I was like, I don't even know how to react to like this. <laughs> this is amazing. This is like it for me. It was. It went back to it was Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. Again, this was brutal barroom brawl Batman. You know what I mean? But we're not talking about Batman's. No, we're talking about Joker. Talking, I know. I'm just. I'm just. But yes, so excited. I. I okay, so Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. All right. So the casting. Let's go in order. Yeah. Casting announced. Everybody's like. What the fuck, Heath Ledger? Like, 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger? Like, who the fuck cares about that guy? And then killed it. And then the movie came out. And my brain exploded. That first... The first 10 minutes of that movie, 9.47 or whatever it runs... Yep. Might be one of the most surprisingly delightful moments that I've had in a theater in forever. Yeah, the whole first heist scene. Yep. Yep. And especially, I remember because we had gone to see, I think it was an like a Mission Impossible movie, right? In IMAX, just so we could see a preview for that, and it was totally worth it. Like oh, the the rest of the, the Mission thing. Impossible sucked, but this was totally worth it because that introduction to the movie, to the tone, and to that character couldn't have been better. And then I think, and just you know, performance wise, he. I'm not going to say he's my favorite because I'm not going to reveal that yet, but he might perform it the best. I will I will say that he definitely owned an iteration of the Joker. That, that is now 100% always forever his. Yes, I will say, I will definitely say that. I will say that his version of the Joker is unlike any other Joker. His It doesn't match a comic book. It doesn't match... Uh, a cartoon doesn't match a video game. It was solely that portrayal of the Joker. He was doing no other version of the Joker. Right. So I I will absolutely give it its merit on that alone that he managed to do a Joker that has never been seen. Right. In any form. And I shut was, a lot of fanboys up. It shut the fuck. They shut the fuck up. <laughs> that that was the biggest magic trick of that movie. I was. Do you Even want to see a magic trick? Of... Watch all these fanboys <laughs> yeah. shut the fuck up. Did you just hear all those puckering noises? Yeah. That was, was ten thousand fanboys as assholes and mouths puckering at the exactly. same time. Exactly. I mean, it was it was it was amazing. So I will I will absolutely give it credit that. And I know I I kind of fucking uh, shouted it out at the beginning of the episode. Not my favorite Joker. Right. I love the Joker, but I think because it was so different. It doesn't really epitomize the Joker for me. I feel right. like it was it was a very different Joker. It's a very very anarchistic Joker. Mm-hmm. Very, um, he's great as the antithesis to Batman, so it definitely works as that a Joker. That was one of the things that I thought was I thought he encapsulated that aspect of the Joker almost the best because you said when the Joker truly kind of started to come into being, and a lot of this you know we're talking about uh, voice performances or acting performances. But, you know, when the Joker kind of truly became into being what he is, it was the idea that he is the antithesis to Batman. 
and I thought they captured that in this version of the film better than any other version. I, I will, he even says it in one point. He's like, I don't want to kill you. You complete me. Right, exactly. And I think there's two scenes in that movie that um, I think are my favorite scenes. I Almost, I would say, in movies in general, just ever. They're, the scene where they're in an interrogation room together and Batman comes up behind him and fucking slams his head into the table. Yeah. And Heath Ledger just laughs through the whole thing. And he says to Batman, he says... Um, with all of your strength, you can't hurt me. He was like, you yeah. can't do anything to me. And it was just this realization that Batman wanted to, to kick his ass. He wanted to beat him into submission. But Joker could care less. He was yeah. like, fine, please, beat me <laughs> yeah. into submission. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter. You don't matter to me. This doesn't matter to me. And so there's a scene where he has his hand sitting on the the table and i don't know if you remember this but christian bale's batman comes up and full gauntlet punches his hand like it would break every bone in his hand and he just laughs it's just hilarious <laughs> to him because he loves nothing more than compl- making batman completely powerless and he realizes that he can do that just by resisting yeah. not even resisting just by being passive well and he also I thought this was, I mean, this is part of why he has that confidence is because at that time he's got, he's got oh yeah the Dent, hostages. Dent, Dent and yeah. uh, what's her face? Rachel or yeah. whatever her name. Rachel! So, yeah. Stay he's, with me. He's got, he's got him. So if he pushes Batman to the edge, then he still gets to take it away everything because yeah. he won't know until later. Exactly. So he has that power of like anything Batman does to me. It doesn't matter. It does, and if I can make him mad enough to kill me, that's even funnier because then he can't save either of them. Right. Then he killed yeah. me. Yeah. So he broke his rule, and I took away the people that he cares about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that crushed it. And then the scene, which is still iconic in my head, where he's standing in the middle of the street and Batman is riding oh. towards him, and he's like, "Come on!" Like he just he wants him. Yeah. To just mow him down, and that's so sort of bad. That sort of that scene reminded me of Jack Nicholson. I will definitely Joker because uh, yeah. he also is psychotic to the degree of I sort of want someone to stop me. Right? Yeah. But he's like, please prove to me that not everything is bad, and someone kind of stop me. Right. Because he really does. And I love that scene too. I mean, the the interrogation room scene you talked about. You know, that's the first scene they filmed together. That's crazy. That's the first to me. thing that Christian Bale and Heath Ledger did. Bale had never seen Heath in costume or performing it, and that was the first time they saw each other on set, and that was the scene they performed. That's crazy, because that's one of the best scenes yeah. in the movie, for sure. I also, I mean, love the magic trick scene. Yeah. But one of my favorite scenes is when he's in the warehouse, and he burns the money. Yeah. In front of those, in front of the, the, uh, the mob, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I take my share, the rest. And then he gives that speech. It basically ends with, he's like, that's what's hilarious. Everything burns or something right. like that. And it's just, I, I, that's one of my favorite well, scenes. And because that that Joker, that version of the Joker is an anarchist. Yeah. For sure. He Michael Caine has that awesome scene where, as Alfred, where he's talking about, he's like, some people, Master <laughs> Bruce, just want to see the world burn, you know? <laughs> He has that thing, and that's that is that is a perfect summation of Heath Ledger's version of Joker. Is that he's not in it for good, he's not in it for bad. He just wants to watch 
things fall apart. Right. That's what he wants. He, he wants, wants to prove that that's what He wants happen. to prove that yeah. everything will fall apart. Everyone. No one is too big yeah. or too high or too mighty to fall. And he wants to push the domino. You right. know, he wants to, the same way he does with Harvey Dent, when he, you know, he basically creates Two-Face. Right, because you know he, I mean? that he's the white knight, and he wants to prove that even your most holiest of thou people can become your worst. And that's and that scene in the hospital with him, too, where he, he lets him put the gun to his head, and he's like, kill me. Like, kill me. And he's like, you're not going to kill me. Like, he <laughs> knows this because he's like, you're not done. Like, you want revenge, and I'm not revenge. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And... It's just that like manipulative brilliance of that character. So yeah. I will say that that part definitely kind of epitomized the Joker for me. But like I said, not really necessarily my favorite Joker, right. but definitely a very intriguing and very unique version of yeah. the Joker. Plus, I had a theory in my mind. Um, the actor who plays Chucky, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's also Wormtongue. Can you can you look it up for me? Because this is gonna Chucky. Brad Dourif. Never mind. Don't need you to. All right, Brad Dourif. I want everybody to go out after you listen to this episode, of course, including you, if if you don't know what I'm talking about. Heath Ledger's Joker is Brad Dourif. What the, the actor? He is doing a Brad Dourif voice, a Brad Dourif cadence. He is doing a performance as Brad Dourif. And I still hold in my mind, if they ever wanted to complete Nolan's arc with the Joker, I would like to see, and I'm going to pitch this so Hollywood make this happen. I would like to see old Bruce Wayne versus old Joker, and I want the Joker to be played by Brad Dourif. I think that would be the best <laughs> casting because Brad Dourif is crazy. He's psychotic. And I'm telling you, watch a video of Brad Dourif doing anything, being being Chucky, whatever. He's the voice. <laughs> he's the voice of Chucky. Yeah, he is the Joker. He's doing. It sounds like Heath Ledger. Once I got that in my head, it sounds like Heath Ledger is doing an impression of him every single. Okay, time. well, if I'm gonna watch that video, there's one that you have to watch. Have you seen that old Australian talk show video of Tom Waits? No. There's an old video of Tom Waits on an Australian talk show, and it's you will see that Heath Ledger pulled performances. Okay. From it. You'll it's it's really obvious. Just look up Tom Waits inspired Joker or something like that, and you'll find it, and it's brilliant. So I'll watch the Brad Dourif thing. You watch the Tom okay. Waits thing. Now I want <laughs> Brad Dourif to play Future Joker. That's it. I'm okay with that. You know, but Future Joker coming right now is Jared Leto. I mean, we can't so talk about. So that gets us next to our next yeah. step. We can't talk about his performance because we haven't seen it. But I can tell you from the trailers, it looks pretty good. I will tell you this: um, I think they managed to do what I didn't think was possible, and they made another new Joker. Right. Um, I kind of thought after Heath, they weren't going to try. No one would try again. That's kind of what I figured. For a long time, or they would ape in some way. <laughs> like that would be the permanent Joker. You know what I mean? Or you know, that it would always be kind of this slovenly, dirty, grimy Joker. When I saw the first couple of pictures, I will I will be 100% honest. When I saw the, the first couple of pictures of Jared Leto, I had the same reaction that a lot of people had. 
I was very like it turned me off. Really, you didn't like the tattoos no, and the teeth. I didn't. The grill was a bit much. The grill still was, is a was bit a lo- much. I don't know. That's the weird part about this Joker. The more I see of it, the more I like it. Like it's oh, almost yeah. it it the at first glance it was very off putting. Like I was like, oh no, like I can't get behind this at all. Like this doesn't feel like the Joker. Like they did, but like I said, they did what I said can be done with the Joker. Anybody can be the Joker. Right. It can be a heavily tattooed guy. It can be a skinny thug with, you know, a grill and tattoos. It could be a fat stoner. It could be. Totally. (laughs) We're going to play the Joker. It could be two fat stoners. (laughs) Isn't it like giggling? (laughs) Do setting up real dominoes. (laughs) Green and purple dominoes. Exactly. And just be at the end, you just say a Laffy Taffy joke. Exactly. Hey, Batman. (laughs) Batman. Um, but so it was real off-putting. Um, but then there are still a few things that I have issue with. Um, I know for one, my wife cannot get fast past the fact that, uh, the Joker has the quintessential emo, uh, 20 year old chick tattoo on his forehead of damaged. (laughs) And she was like, she was like, I hate that so much. The rest of the tattoos I'm fine with. They're fine with that one is weird. And it is just so hot topic. That it's just yeah. gross. You do you know expect I mean? to walk into a Hot Topic and order from that guy. Like, I can't tell you how many Hot Topic employees probably have damaged, tattooed, or perfectly imperfect. I talked to that guy last week, and you walk in and be like, where are your XXL Rage Against the Machine t-shirts? In the back? Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> and he was dressed exactly like the Joker. Right. He was. They um, weren't even promoting anything. Sp- His name was Dave. Speaking of which, uh, the Joker's new fashion line now available at Hot Topic. That is not a joke. No, it's not. That is an actual, they sell the nice leather yep. crocodile jackets. I and saw them all that the shit. other weekend. It was so ridiculous. I was just like, oh, It was ridiculous. God. Like, come on, what the fuck? But, um, so th- that aside, I will say what I've seen of his performance, the little snippets that they've shown in the trailer, it looks pretty fucking interesting. Like, I'm, I'm I can, on board. I can get my, his voice is kind of different and weird. He's doing like a weird, but he kind of has a little bit of a Heath Ledgery cadence. A little bit. To, when he was doing the like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. <laughs> That's just, you did a Southern accent. Why did you do a Southern accent? I don't know. Because it felt right. So, okay. That's my joke. With this one, Joker. since we haven't seen it, let's, yeah. let's hypothesize a bit. Okay, totally. Is he Jason Todd? Uh, what no. do you believe? Nope. You don't think you don't think B BV, BVS is related to this one, and no, that it, was a it Robin definitely is related. But I think he I think he killed Robin. Do you think we'll see a Jason Todd scene then? Um, in Suicide Squad, yeah, probably not. Will we see one in the upcoming Ben Affleck written and directed I, solo Batman I can film? Almost guarantee it. You think, think they're we'll going to do also, the, is it family circle or family? Yeah, I think we're going to have, um, okay, first off, I don't know if you've heard about, heard about, I don't know if you've read anything about this yet, but okay, it was officially announced at Comic-Con that Batman, or that, that Batman, the that Batman ben, directing Batman, right, that Ben Affleck, Batman, Batman Fleck, production is going to direct Batman, the standalone movie. And the rumor swirling now is that it's going to be an Arkham Asylum movie. I did hear that, and that I uh, was really I actually shared that on our Facebook page a little while ago. Nice. So my th- my here's my thoughts on that. A fucking love it. I would love a small, tight, 
close quarters Batman movie that is just him fighting his way through Arkham Asylum and you just get these glimpses of these awesome villains. And the Joker's just pulling all the strings on the yes. background, trapped on the island. No mutant Joker. No, no Joker Hulk. No no Joker Hulk. Just straight, no Titan, what did they call it? It was the Titan yeah, formula Titan or something. A-E. Right. That's the <laughs> Matt Damon. That's how it ties in. He's going to have Matt Damon do it. That would be great. <laughs> Batfleck and Matt Damon back again. I think Damon's going to play Robin. <laughs> yeah, just like you did Saving Private Robin. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I, I, so that's my theory. I think we're not going to see any Jason Todd stuff until the Batman standalone flick, and I have a very strong feeling that they're going to pull Joker from this movie and put him in the standalone. So Jared Leto's going movie. on. I think so. I, depending on his performance, I don't think I'd mind that. I think so. I feel like, um, I mean, they already went out of their way to include spoilers. Batman in right. um, in the new Suicide Squad movie. I was going to say Justice League movie? Yeah. Um, they really spoiled so, the shit out of that. Uh, um, so I think all of Joker's stuff in Suicide Squad, I think it's going to be uh, flashbacks. Right. I think it's going to be origin story for Harley Quinn. Um, so her going from Harley and Quinzel, the doctor, to, uh, you know, what Joker's fucking love slave. The sultry psychopath. <laughs> Um, and I think it may, my prediction is it's going to probably, it'll, he'll be in flashbacks primarily, but I think it may end cap with a Batman Joker scene. See what I'm thinking. Here's my prediction is I agree 100% with all of that. We know Batman's going to be in suicide squad to some degree. We know the Batmobile is going to be in suicide yep. squad. We also have seen in the trailers, these driving that purple Lamborghini. Yeah. So I'm thinking is it does almost a, a not an origin story, but a, Joker will be the thread of all the, of all the, uh, the backstories and the and the flashbacks. Yes. But he'll also, like you said, be pulling some of the strings. So the scene will end with him going to Arkham Asylum after being foiled by the Suicide Squad and or Batman. Yes, I definitely. And then he ends in Arkham Asylum, and that's where the Batman movie picks up. I can definitely, definitely agree with that for sure. Um, that's my prediction. And I, I hope. I hope that's the case. What's the over under on that? What, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, man. So that's that brings us to our final Joker. That's... So let's talk about it. Let's let's lay it out there before we all walk okay. away from this. If they haven't already. This has been the yeah. most boring two hours of podcast in the world. Oh, you're but we're, we're you're out of your mind. I'm not. I think I'm not funny enough. But no, this is extremely fascinating. So I'll start. I'll tell you my favorite. Okay. I might get some backlash. People might hate me. My favorite's Mark Hamill. Okay. I think when taken, and what I'm trying to do here is I want to take the id and essence of the Joker as a whole from beginning to end and sort of average it into its purest essence and what it has established and done. Sure. I think the Mark Hamill performance, his voice, his cadence, his gravitas, the introduction of Harley Quinn, that humanizing element to him, I think he encaps, and especially his laugh, because it, that's almost the first thing people think of when nowadays when they think of the Joker is that that vicious laugh. I'm almost surprised that the end of the su- very first Suicide Squad teaser trailer didn't end with Jared Leto doing a Joker laugh just to a black screen, because that would have yeah. been a super easy tease, and everyone would have known what it was, and it's... I think it's so important that Mark Hamill basically 
solidified that laugh and associated it with the Joker character that now they could do that with no explanation at all. Right. So for me, I know it was an animated series, and, and so for a lot of people it might be just on the fringe, but for me, encapsulating the performance and essence and core of the Joker and expanding his character to basically become almost, in my opinion, the canon standard. Sure. I I, I find that extremely interesting, mainly because... My favorite Joker is also the Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm top high five. High five! Yay! We should do an episode on the Joker. And the great part is, we should, we should. Um, the great part is, we didn't know each other's favorite Joker coming into this. So that, I thought you were going to say Cesar Romero. Nope, definitely not. I agree or with Corky you Romano. wholeheartedly for all of your reasons for choosing Mark Hamill. I think um, as a being. I think Mark Hamill's performance of the Joker speaks louder than any visual uh, interpretation. I think um, his laugh is iconic. It is almost like I can't really hear the Joker without no. hearing that. Um, I feel like uh, his he has defined what it means to um, to be the Joker. Right. Um, and it's proven in that fans love Mark Hamill. Fans clamored when it was announced that he was going to do the Killing Joke. All of the big adaptations and serious pushes forward outside of the we need a physical actor to play right. the Joker. Everybody's like, it has to be Mark Hamill. Everybody wants it to be Mark Hamill. And that's because right. he embodies that character. No matter, and and the animated series version looks, in appearance-wise, very different from the yeah. Killing Joke version. Looks very different from the Arkham Games version. Yeah, that was more of the gritty, sort of, like, sinewy, right. like, opposite, like, yin-yang to Batman. Right. Like, that's more of a yin-yang. That's more of a Heath Ledger-y kind of yeah. gross. Like, hunched over, sinewy. Personality is exactly the same as the animated series. Personality-wise, laugh-wise, it's still the Joker. So yeah. it's almost like his spirit is the Joker. Yeah. And that's what makes whatever version of Joker you watch the Joker. And that's why, for me, he is the quintessential Joker. And if people, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who be like, oh, but Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. I'm not taking anything away no, from Heath Ledger. not at all. what he did was brilliant, but it was so self-contained that it can't encapsulate the Joker as a whole. You know, and let's get, you know, people may be like, oh, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, he was the, he, he started it. He right. started it. First off, he didn't. He started, he started. He started that idea. That idea. But the animated series, Mark Hamill's played the Joker longer than all of the rest of them combined. I agree. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. The reason is that people react to his Joker. So just in sheer numbers, just in sheer multitude of appearances, he owns the screen time of all the rest of them added together. Absolutely. It's a pretty amazing feat when you can you can eclipse a Star Wars character. With the Joker, with an animated performance, right? Yes. So when he, not even an on screen that he was at a panel in Comic Con regarding Star Wars, and do you know what his most asked question was about, about the, the Joker? Yeah, it was about the Killing Joke. They even had him read some lines and do the laugh because that's what they want. And he's yeah. not even not he's not dressed as the Joker. They don't in care it. about Ryan Johnson yeah. in Episode Eight. They're like, hey, that. put on some purple and laugh. Do for the us. Joker wow. laugh. Exactly. So I'm glad we had this talk. 
I'm super excited for us to go see uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. It's going to be fantastic, I think. And, um, yeah, that's it, man. So, let's take it out with some crazy laughs. So, at the end, okay. One, two, two, three. three. Ah! <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I hate you, Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Instead of all my prey, I just like the sound. Get ready for the arc.